What's up, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I am your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co-host Jack Manis. And today, we will be giving you our extensive Super Bowl preview show. We've got everything covered from the biggest storylines to the X's and O's to our favorite bets, because, you know, we got to we gotta help you win a little bit of money. And... And yeah, we got some surpri- surprise segments at the end of the show that Jack has not told us. And so special, such a special surprise. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it seems ominous because he doesn't, <laughs> we have no information of what the yeah. segment is. So um, I'm yeah. not liable for anything to happen. <laughs> we also have Shref here making his 12th appearance on the show. How are you doing? Welcome, guys? Shref. It is, it is both an honor and also a blessing to be here again. Wow. That's hot grace. Yeah, it is. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm liking this one because this is a, uh, I don't know, the, this one feels like more of like a, uh, like the most like normal episode that I've been a part of. True. Out of your 12, you've been in a lot of Jeopardy matches. There's a lot of Jeopardy. And then we did the, we did the NBA preview last time, which, which was a normal episode, but I feel like that one was a little bit more of like a, like, I feel like there was more. Um, it's a special. It, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And, and also that uh, that under twenty five NFL draft. That was the other one we did. I almost forgot. Wow, about. good times. Oh, the, the best of times. Yeah. So, well, welcome to a normal episode. Thank you. It's it's, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, like I said in the beginning, we have uh, everything you could think of. We're gonna go, we're gonna I'm gonna give you some fun uh, prop bets as I told these guys before I hit the record button. We have a lot of. I found some very obscure prop bets that I think you, the listeners, are gonna enjoy. Because, you know, people just the sports books think of everything, really, when they when it comes yeah. to the betting in the Super Bowl. So we'll get into that later. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, but we will start off today's show talking about the biggest storylines. Uh, I have a couple written down. You guys can add uh, whatever you'd like. Um, Tom Brady's going for his seventh Super Bowl ring, which would be more than any franchise in the league. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone is exhausted at this point of hearing tom brady stats because they go on for days but that's i just wanted to mention that seven yeah that's ridiculous i don't know if i mentioned it here but i mean i'm sure everyone has seen heard something like this but like we're getting to the point where you can split brady's career up into thirds and they can have three hall of fame careers 100 <laughs> percent. yeah the the other thing with him too is he's I said it the other night to someone uh, he he's getting towards that point where his stats are kind of like uh, they're like Gretzky esque where they're just so yeah. ridiculous compared to everyone else in the league that like it looks like he's almost playing just like a different sport than everyone when you look at his stats. But yeah, I mean he it's at this point he's just showing off and he knows it. So yeah, there's really nothing left to prove. Um, I mean, I think maybe even after like the Falcons Super Bowl, there was really nothing else for him to really prove. Yeah. So just ads and ads and ads upon the most prestigious NFL resume we have probably ever seen. Uh, so, I mean, on our last episode, Jack and I were kind of ranking which which Super Bowl matchups would be the most compelling uh, to watch. I don't remember where you had the Bucks and Chiefs, Jack. Do you remember? But that was your that was your first, wasn't it, Jack? If that I was my one, just because of Mahomes Brady factor, passing the torch, maybe, hopefully. Yeah, I I think I, I had it at second, I believe. Uh, I don't I don't quite remember. I think it was second. I just think I had Packers Chiefs one because it would be, 
you know, Rodgers is playing better than Brady this year. So that would be the best, like, current Super Bowl matchup between the quarterbacks. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy with the Super Bowl. I, I predicted a, th- this in our pool, uh, Chiefs-Bucks, but unfortunately I got too many first-round matchups wrong. So I think I, I will be coming in about fourth place. That, that was quite the scene in the first round. I struggled, too. It was tough. But it, you can't win them all. You really can't. Right. Yeah, so it's just upsetting. I, I'm glad I did. I got my my uh, my Super Bowl matchup correct from the playoffs. And the beginning of the year, I had the Chiefs over the Seahawks, which wasn't. I mean, I don't know. The Seahawks they lost in the first round, but yeah. I mean, the the Chiefs were. I mean, that that was. It reminded me of like how this year everyone was like, it's 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 Lakers or bust for the finals. I think it's like. I mean, if you didn't pick the Chiefs to come out of the AFC this year, especially at the beginning of the year. It, during the playoffs, it was a little different because, like, the Ravens were getting hot at the right time. The Bills were about as hot as you could be. But at the beginning of the year, if, if you weren't picking the Chiefs to come out of that conference, it was it was quite the quite the bold statement to make, I think. Right. Yep. Uh, so, you know, like we said, this is the best quarterback of all time versus the best current quarterback. Um, so that, that's pretty exciting. I think that's the main reason why Jack had it at number one is most compelling matchups. So that'll be fun to watch. Um, you know, obviously, Shreff as an Eagles fan and us as Steelers fans, we don't – I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter for you, but Shreff, but in terms of us, the this, we obviously want the Steelers to make the Super Bowl is what I'm trying to say. But We do. Uh, it, it's, just, it's just very exciting watching the Chiefs in the Super Bowl for some reason just because, I mean, they're a very exciting and electric – offense to watch and I don't know this, this could be a thing where it's just a very repetitive thing and people may grow tired of the Chiefs I guess in the Super Bowl like they did the Patriots but uh we'll see how that plays out but it, it's just I don't know for the time being I think it is fun to watch the Chiefs in the Super Bowl if the Steelers don't make it I don't know yeah. how you guys feel about no, that I, I yeah I mean I'm I I kind of like it first of all because like looking back at like that Patriots dynasty I don't think I've I truly appreciated it until probably up to a few years ago because at first it was just kind of like, oh, it's so annoying that these guys make it every single year and they they win almost every single year. But then it gets to a point where you just kind of appreciate it and you're like, it's pretty cool that I was like at this age to be able to see that happen. And I mean, that's kind of the thing is like the Chiefs, the Chiefs don't play that like annoying style of football that the Pats played that really made you mad where they would just like inch their way yeah. up slowly, slowly. Yeah, long kind of, methodical drives. The, the Chiefs are the complete opposite of that. And I feel like just in terms of characters alone, there's probably a lot more likable characters. I think I think at, at the at the peak of Patriots, I think Belichick and Brady were easily two of the more hateable people in football for people who weren't Patriots fans. I think uh, with the Chiefs, I mean, it, I, you don't hear too many people talk bad about Mahomes and you definitely don't hear many people talk bad about Andy Reid. So I think it's yeah. it's a similar idea where I, like you, there's definitely a, a dynasty could be brewing depending what happens, but it's definitely a lot more exciting to watch, I think, than, than, it, than it normally has been with, with dynasties like that. Right. And I, I think I mentioned this on the on the previous episode to Jack, but maybe I didn't. I'm not sure. But the Patriots, as much as we didn't like them and kind of despise them going every year, the Super Bowl, I think, is more fun when you have a, a clear team you want to win and a team you're rooting against. I think that that makes it more fun. You get more. And I was, I, I luckily had that thanks to the Patriots more often than not, most of the years for the past 10 plus years. So I think that makes it more more compelling to watch. Completely agree. Uh, Another thing I had written down and you guys can chime in on this as well. I don't, I feel like I've seen this a couple times and I feel like the media just 
just does this just to just to talk about stuff because there's no football going on last week and it could be a little bit slow but I feel like people were kind of grasping at straws a little bit when they said Mahomes will never could never achieve the GOAT status if he loses the Super Bowl I didn't I didn't really like that narrative to be honest because yeah Brady beats him head to head and he will have seven Super Bowls but Mahomes is only 25 and he has the most impressive resume we've seen through the first three years of a career. So I really didn't like that at all because he's just so young. And I, I feel like that was just a story that just was said because there was nothing else to be said. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I have that written down because I think Stephen A said it like maybe last week. Our Lord and Savior. Uh, yeah. Um, if uh, Mahomes loses to 43-year-old Tom Brady in Super Bowl, can he ever be the best? Um he oh, clearly that. can. He's so young. Well, yeah. Well, also, also, I, I, I like how in that argument, all of a sudden they, they're like, oh, 43 year old washed up Tom Brady. It's like, yeah, but as soon as he starts <laughs> playing well, they're like, he's 43 and he's doing this. It's like, come on. Because, <laughs> so, but uh, I, the one thing I was going to say, I, I wrote this down because I was going through like a, uh, like a, like a hypothetical, like if, if Chiefs win, what happens to legacies, like that kind of thing. The, yeah. one, the, the final conclusion I came to kind of is I don't think, I don't think either of these guys losing ruins their legacy whatsoever. Not even close. I don't think. I don't think it. I. I don't think it. It possibly can. Brady especially, no chance. Right. But even Mahomes, it's like, dude. I mean, he already won. He won a Super Bowl. And what was it? His, it was his third year that he won. That they won the Super Bowl. Second. Yeah. Well, well no, second year. year as a starter. Yeah. Third second year as a starter. Yeah. Two years as a starter. Three years as a starter. You go AFC Championship. Super Bowl win, and now in the Super Bowl, maybe another Super Bowl win. I don't care if you lose that game. I like. And like he's right. like, I mean, let's be realistic. Like, do do we think he's gonna play bad? <laughs> no way. Like, does he have that in him to like physically be like be like a bad quarterback for that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't like that quote from. from yeah, like if if Mahomes loses, it's it's because the Chiefs defense let him down. You know, he if most likely because if if, the, if that happens, like he's gonna put up like forty points and lose. You know, I don't know. Yeah, 100%. Right. that's how I see it. <laughs> he'll, he'll be back multiple times. Yeah, I don't think. I, I think that's a very safe bet that he'll be back at least to two more Super Bowls. Yeah, and I mean they they have that whole core locked up for a little bit. I mean I'm sure Reed will stay. Like I mean it's it's set in stone for a few more a few more runs at it for sure if they don't get this one. But the other one I was going to bring up too. Um, I feel like uh, Andy Reed winning this one would maybe push him into that uh, into more of like the upper echelon of coaches of all time. I feel like he maybe hasn't gotten quite the amount of respect because like, I mean, those, I mean, I know him well enough from those Eagles years, but I don't think he, he never got enough credit as the coach of that team. And now he's here and he's finally making stuff happen. And I, I think it would be cool to see him get that second. Cause I think it would elevate him towards that, that upper ranking. I think so too. Do you guys know how old he is? I don't know how old he he's is. not as old as you'd think. I'm going to look it up right now. Look it up. I, um, I think he's he 60. No, less than 60. 62. I'm just kidding. All right. So I yeah. feel like he's older because he's been around for a while, but I don't know. For a while. How long do you guys think he'll – how many years do you think he has left? I mean, with that team, dude, it's like he – Right. Like, why would he want to stop? <laughs> like, I, I, it's, I think his, his timeline is going to be completely dependent on him and what he thinks he wants to do. I mean, if, if I was him, I wouldn't even be considering leaving for the next, like, four or five years at least. 
Now, do you think that, I mean, I love Andy, like, you can't not like Andy Reid, but I guess with his time in Philly, where was he in between the Chiefs and the Eagles? Nowhere. Nowhere. He went straight from... I don't really? remember. If he took, I don't remember if he took a. I, I think he literally left the Eagles and went to the Chiefs that very next season. If I'm not okay, sure. well, that just speaks to my point a little more. Like, you know, he he got close several times in Philly and didn't didn't win it. Uh, and he had some good Chiefs teams. Um, the first couple of years he was in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you think that, like, how much of his success? His Super Bowl is like, I mean, he only wants one Super Bowl. It's just that like he wins this one. Like, how much is that, like, contingent upon Mahomes, you know? Like, is it the players or the coach? I think it's I, – I, you. there's no denying – I mean, I don't I don't know what argument you're trying to make, but he's he's just a, such a good coach. Like, with the Chiefs, he has a – his winning percentage is 71 – 7-1-1 with the Chiefs. And, I mean, obviously he didn't – have Mahomes until 2018 and the years with Alex Smith and even prior 11 play. and 5 9 and 7 11 and 5 12 and 4 10 and 6 12 and 4 yeah he's good and then I with mean, the Eagles I mean his last two years he kind of struggled a little bit but other than that I mean 5 and 11 11 and 5 11 and 5 12 and 4 12 and 4 13 and 3 6 and 10 10 and 6 8 and 8 9 6 and 1 11 and 5 10 and 6 8 and 8 4 and 12 all right now what do you think about this what about um, the buzz about the enemy. Like in terms of what? Like, I don't want to knock the enemy, and a lot of people think he should be a head coach. Which I mean, there's probably no other better option out there right now. At this point, but let's say he let's say he goes to Houston or anywhere else. Like, can you expect him to? I don't know. Like, that's the situation where it's like, is it the players or his scheme? Because yeah. like he's going to be going to a team without the best quarterback, without the top two wide receiver without the best tight end of football you know yeah I mean that, that that's always tough like when it because I like I remember I mean there's always there's a bunch of times where like you'll win a Super Bowl your assistant coach leaves and goes and coaches somewhere like head coach and they, they end up not being good it's tough I mean it, I, I'm assuming it's tough to like transfer over those like systems that you want to run right but yeah I don't know but I mean in in terms of read I think I mean because the one thing that people don't talk about enough is like I mean McNabb was a pretty solid quarterback under him. I, I think really with, with Reed, all it is is as soon as he finds his quarterback that he trusts to like do what he wants him to do. Cause I mean, if you look at this chief's offense, like they, I mean, I I've never seen an offense play like the chief's offense plays. Never. Yeah. And so, I mean, at, at some point, as good as Mahomes is, you have to credit Reed for the fact that like, I mean, some of these play designs are absurd. Right. And, like, I mean, it's definitely fair. I mean, obviously without the Mahomes, it's probably a completely different story, but I, I do think it's a, there's de- it's a pretty even weight in terms of what's going on there, if I had to guess. I agree. All right. Well, I didn't expect to talk about Andy Reid for that long, but I, that's no problem at all. I like talking about Andy Reid, and uh, it's certainly a, a, a fascinating thing to talk about. So uh, we'll move on to the X's and O's of the game, some matchups, uh, position group versus position group or, or whatever. Um I think we have to start here. Uh, well, we could start in any direction, but I think Jack and I talked about last time how great the Bucks' run D is. Uh, they were first in the league this year, only let up 80 rush yards a game, and they showed up last week against Aaron Jones and the Packers' rushing attack. They only let up 67 yards. I know the Packers didn't really run much, 
but they only let up 67 and they just showed how legitimate they really are. They're, they're really good. And um, I think that front seven of the bucks could really create some problems, not only in stopping the run, but I looked at it as well. I mean, they sacked Aaron Rodgers five times in the NFC championship game. And, you know, typically you look at the Packers, you think of a, a pretty formidable offensive line, probably top five, top 10, at least. Uh, I know they didn't have David Bakhtiari, but right. I think, you know, really not having them there kind of showed like they're like, I don't know, that was a big weakness. They really felt the impact of that loss. Now, the Chiefs, they lost Eric Fisher last week uh, to a season ending injury. He will not be playing in the Super Bowl. So I don't know. I think it's something to keep an eye on to see if the Bucks can get some pressure. You know, the Chiefs, they their offensive line had they I think they had that guy opt out in the beginning of the season. Um, I think he was a starter and they lose Eric Fisher. So it's, you know, not the strongest of offensive lines. And I think I don't know, that could be, I don't know. We'll see. I don't I don't know. I, that might play a factor because everyone thought I feel like a lot of people had the Packers going on. Uh, to the Super Bowl, 100%. so people were like, "Oh, it's Aaron Rodgers. He'll be, he'll figure it out. He'll beat the Bucks." But it was a major factor. He gets sacked five times, throw a pick, and um, didn't get it done at the end. So I don't, I don't know. The Chiefs are a different animal. They are. But I don't know. What do you guys think about about the Bucks front seven? Jack, you want to take it or me? I mean, their front seven is so good. Um, <laughs> just their their. Fr- the front four you can start with uh one-handed jpp sue um there's another hand there's just a few fingers missing right honest like maybe six or seven finger jpp then dom king sue barrett and then they got vita vea back last game and then i talked about their inside linebacker duo probably the best in football and devin and white and levante david um that's pretty scary. <laughs> and yeah, as you said, um, Chiefs O-line, Eric Fisher's out, injured last game. It's going to be interesting to see the the pressure they apply to Mahomes, how he can deal with it. Um, one note about the Chiefs offensive line, uh, I believe Stefan Wisniewski is starting for them. <laughs> and I yeah. mean, he's... He just finds his way. He's been on the uh, past several Super Bowl winners, so... He just figures it out, doesn't he? The Eagles, the Chiefs, he's in the Steelers, and then we had to wave him, and then he's back on the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The Chiefs are going to win because they got the whiz factor. Correct. The whiz factor is always important. Uh, It it is – it'll be – I'm interested to see just because, I mean, in terms of offenses, Chiefs and and Packers are about as close to, like, polar opposite offenses as you could could come, I think, in my opinion. So, I mean, obviously they they shut down Aaron Jones. They made him look like, like nothing out there. So, I mean, I'm interested to see if the Chiefs, like, even bother trying to, like, establish a run game. They normally don't really in the first place. I mean, I mean, Edwards Hilaire. They, they don't need to. I mean, they took Edwards Hilaire in the first round, and they, like, don't really use him that much. So, I mean, we'll see how they do. I, for me, the way I'm thinking about the Bucks defense with that front seven, they're key, obviously, to get to Mahomes, but you don't want to let him get out of that pocket. As soon as he starts, as soon as he starts making, like, those baseball throws, that's, that's when you're in trouble a little bit outside of the pocket. So the key, I feel like you, you got to apply pressure and you got to get there quick. You, you don't want to give him time to move his feet around for sure. Yeah. Um, 
That is definitely true. They don't really, yeah, like I said, they don't really need to establish the run, really. No. Uh, they do run the ball effectively. I mean, I, th- I think it was against the the Browns, maybe. I'll, I'll take a look here. But they did have, like, a high... <sighs> they have their moments, for sure. They, it's weird. They, they just kind of, like, pick and choose when they decide they want to, like, do that, and then it works. Like, I don't know. It's odd how they do that. But I, against that Bucks defense, I would assume they might try to be smart and figure something else out but like I don't understand with like Edwards Hilaire you take him in the first round I, it shocks me that they don't that they don't get him out in space more often well yeah I mean obviously I, I've I've looked into Clyde more than anyone I feel like yeah uh because you know I'm a big fan I selected him in with the first pick in our rookie draft in our dynasty league and you know he didn't have the year that people expected him to but he still didn't have a bad year um, not, not at all definitely not a bad year yeah and so, like that is the other thing is like he is a rookie like it's hard to yeah he's no, a rookie and he's a rookie in an offense with a lot of mouths to feed yeah it's that, hard to put a, no off season yeah uh very limited off season yeah, we can get into that all day but <laughs> yeah i mean that, that's what i mean like it, it, it's not a slight against him saying that he like they haven't used him much it's more of like me wondering why they that the chiefs haven't tried to incorporate like some play calls designed for him. but who knows i'm not the coach so i can't you know i can't be skeptical about that i think uh he's going to be more involved in the passing game next year okay. um you know i mean the, the chiefs are in the midst of a super bowl run so you know they're not going to like just get him this get him touches just for the sake of touches unless he's fully ready and taking on the pass blocking capabilities and that third down role but i mean that's something in his skill set and you know something I, I know about clyde for a fact he shows up the most in the biggest games oh. last year i mean when he was at lsu <laughs> when he, at lsu um against alabama had four uh touchdowns against Alabama in, in, in LSU and in the national championship he played really well and in, in the NFL translating to the professional level um he played he played I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me but I did the splits primetime games versus non-primetime games about 12 or 13 weeks into the season because at that point it was about half and half because the Chiefs had so many and I think he had like around 17 fantasy points per game and primetime matchups and like eight in day games. So it was a huge difference. He plays better on the, yeah. plays better under the bright lights and Clyde <laughs> just like shows that. up in the big moments. So, like I, I, so what you're saying is for any, for any betting degenerates, take all of the, the Edwards Hilaire overs on whatever he has. I think he's getting in the end zone. There you go. Right. That was a bold take. Mitchell, it's a bold take. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get into it when we get to the betting section. Uh, but I don't know. I think he can get into the end zone and he's fine. Like, you know, he, he was his first game back from his ankle injury against the, uh, the saints. So he's, you know, now two weeks to rest and he seems like he's fully healthy now practicing in full. So he could be even more healthy and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wanted to say is that Tyreek Hill absolutely destroyed the bucks the last yeah. time they played in week 12. Oh, uh, so I played yeah. against that week i don't want to talk about it i had him in two leagues so that was pretty great he had 51 half ppr points uh with a stat line of 13 receptions 269 yards and three touchdowns and like 90 percent of that was in like the first quarter <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty good i think he had over 30 in the first quarter at the minimum uh so he absolutely shredded the secondary of tampa bay and 
I don't know. I, I, Tampa Bay secondary is improving a lot in the playoffs. They have five takeaways in the three playoff games, and they are playing a lot better. But I expect Tyree to not do the same exact thing, but have another big day just because, you know. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I know they played Devontae Adams, but it's just it's yeah. Tyree Kill. He's just he's so fast and so good. I didn't look. I remember our uh, our pit man, Jordan Whitehead, got hurt, I think. Is there – was there an update he's on playing. that? He's playing. I'm pretty sure he's playing. They're a, they're a very young secondary. That, that That's the first thing to note. I mean, when you have – I mean, Carlton Davis, I guess, is probably considered their their one, right? Yeah. He's, he can't be any more than, like, 24, I bet. 25. Yeah, it's his, like it's his third year, I think. Yeah. It's his third year's draft of 18. I mean, you, you, have, you have him – man in the number one spot there you have obviously whitehead in the back there 25 or 26 murphy bunting do we know how old he is he, he, he's had himself quite a quite a postseason he's 23 yeah murphy bunting is yeah he, he's had himself quite a quite a postseason so i mean they're in terms of out of any of the secondaries in the playoffs i think i think they're they're definitely up there just in terms of like name power alone but i mean when you're going against this this offense i think I think all bets are kind of off in terms of how, how you think you're going to play that game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Tyreek's going to kind of do the same thing. It was, I don't know. I think he could just have another big, Good. It only takes one play. We always yeah. say that every week, but it only takes one, one play for him to make a huge impact on the game. Yeah. And I mean, if, if they like, if they show up and play their, their a game on offense, I don't know if there's a team in the, in the league that can, that can defend that. So it's, it's very dependent on if their offense comes out sluggish or not, really. Nope. For sure. Uh, is AB, AB's going to play, right? I think. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's fun. It is fun. I, Jack, Jack and I were texting. When, when was that day you just texted me randomly? Like, I, I miss Antonio Brown. I don't care or whatever. Like, I just miss him. When was I that? do. I don't you know. know. It was a couple of fan who's ever said that in their entire life now. It was a couple of days ago. And I, you like couldn't sleep. You're just thinking about it. No, I was on a run. <laughs> I was I was on a run, and see, no one knows this reference except me and Mitchell. So after Antonio Brown, I know exactly where he's going with this too. And after Antonio Brown had seven receptions for 132 yards and two touchdowns against AJ Boye in the 2017 divisional round, um, and we lost, he posted a video on his Instagram which has since been deleted since he wiped his social media is probably like six different times since then. Um, but he posted a video of his highlights from that game and the song was silenced by Marshmallow and uh, Khalid. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was on my, so I was on my run and I put that on and I just, it took me back and I felt like I was Antonio Brown. I was weaving through cars, <laughs> not moving cars, not moving cars, but like You're moving around cars, cars, cars on the yeah. cars on the side of the road that were parked. <laughs> yeah. And I just felt like I was dodging defenders. And then I looked up and then there was a skyline of downtown Pittsburgh. And I just felt like three years later, I am running through the city of Pittsburgh in a cold on a cold January day, just like Antonio Brown did to that song. And that's it. It really all came full circle, didn't it? That's yeah. Really, I like that. And right. it was at that moment that you texted me, I miss Antonio Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That, that's quite the story. Yes. 
We might need to clip this portion of it. And... <laughs> it's just so it's just so odd. I just don't... yeah yeah. That how how funny would it be though if he comes out and goes for like two hundred? Oof. I don't think I I I mean it won't happen. But what but what if? I really don't like that. You know, I I really wouldn't surprise me though. I feel like that's something that he could easily do. He's still. I feel like Jack and I were also texting about this. He's still really good. Yeah, he's still really good. So, again, yeah. if, if he has a huge day, I'm not, I'm not surprised in the slightest. And, yes, he, he's upset us in many ways, more than one. But <laughs> in terms – and him on the field, I, I, removing everything else, like if it's yeah. just if – I, if I knew nothing about him yeah. – You'd have to look at that and still think he's a fantastic wide receiver. So he's a marvel to the eye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> marvel to the eye. Exactly. Do you think he would? Uh, do you think if given the opportunity, he he would marry Tom Brady? Yeah. He has like, <laughs> he has like almost like an unhealthy obsession with that man. Yeah. At least like a permanent living situation. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like I, that's why. Like I wonder if uh, I wonder if Tom. <laughs> I wonder if Tom kisses him goodnight after his after his sons. Do you think he's, he's <laughs> probably they're, they're they're just in like a line of like beds and he just like goes down the line <laughs> right next to his sons. He's all like yeah, he's all like tucked in like burrito style. <laughs> just a thought. I don't know. Just just a thought. Just a thought. Uh, what else? I don't think I have anything else for X's and O's unless you guys want to mention anything or else we can uh, go to the betting section. No bets. Yeah, I mean, the only other thing is, like, the Chiefs defense is going to have to get to Brady, like, early and often. Because as soon as you give him a little bit of time in that pocket, it, it could go down, especially with that defense. Because you, you, you just never know what you're going to get out of that defense. But that's about the only other thing. I can see Tom dicing them up if they're not if they're not applying pressure. Right. I feel like we, we've, we've focused so much on, on the Chiefs side of the ball. We, we haven't really talked about, you know, the Bucks offense really that much, so. Yeah, then, then we don't want to wild card. I think that they like they the whole year they they would go out and play one good game and then I mean even even last week or two weeks ago against the Packers they come out and play nearly a perfect first half and then come out in that second they look like a completely different team so they're just so unpredictable all the time it's weird. Yeah, they really can't miss a beat against the Chiefs, so they're going to need to play that 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 good style of football for the the whole game. Pound Fournette a little bit, see if, see if they can get him going, and then go from there probably. Yep. All right. So we have some bets for you guys at Hogline Nation. We've got some some of our favorite bets, some of our uh, bets that are kind of fading. I've got a confident parlay. I've got a long shot parlay, and I've got some wacky prop bets. So this is also a doozy of a segment. Also, Hogline Sportsbook has put out some wagers. Just to, mm. just to let you know that I will that I will be sharing. Yes. Okay. Which is this is not my surprise segment. Okay. Wow. I literally I just thought of them in the as we were recording. All right. You're just all worried about what the surprise is. Yeah. All right. So go, Mitchell. So I, I've done uh, recently. I've kind of switched over to Fanduel because I'm I really am enjoying the same game parlays. Um, I feel like that may be the most popular one. That and DraftKings. I like DraftKings too. It's just the same game parlays are. I just think they're really cool. So and that and they're that's something that's only um you can only get a fandle so i really like them so i've been really i've been doing a couple of them in the playoffs and i think for all the chiefs games which have only been two so far uh, i've done kelsey over yards or kelsey over pretty much any 
all the overs for Kelsey and the stats is going like to work that. out. Like uh, especially last week. I mean, he had a killer game last week, and I was really – I think it was seven and a half, and he had over, he had like eight at halftime. <laughs> I remember, So yeah. I'm like – I, I was, I just really was on that one. And I, I think he's going to have another good game as well. So uh, some of my favorites of, of this game are Kelsey over 98 and a half yards. I know that's a big total, but I think he could hit it. Tyreek over 92 and a half yards and Tyreek Tyreek's longest reception of over 27 and a half yards. He'll have a catch over. That's kind of low for him almost. What? 27 and a half is kind of low for Hitman those for a, for a longest catch. You would think he could. Yeah. I was, I, I was surprised when I saw that. So yeah. I, I think that's, that's one that I don't think it's in the same game parlay section. I think it's just a single one, but I just think that's, that's, that just seems, again, I have no stats to back that up. I don't know how often that goes over or under, but that just seems low. And it seems like you agree. You got to go with the gut sometimes. I like that. Right. You're definitely right. I don't know. Um, uh, what do you guys think about the um, the over under? What is it, fifty six and a half? Is that correct, or is, am I wrong? I, before I looked it up, the first thing I said to myself was, "No matter what this number is, I think I'm still taking the over." Yeah. Let me look at it real quick. What it is as of now on Fanduel? Right now on Fanduel, it is fifty six and a half. Like I said, I'm taking the over. Something I wrote down. I'm taking the over. I would. I would much rather go down betting that over and seeing it not happen then being like then being like there's no way that the Chiefs and Bucks could score over that amount of points and then seeing them do it because like it in my head I'm thinking that there it, it seemed very very likely that they would hit, hit over that number but yeah well Jack got burned by it last year yeah he went oh. all in on the Chiefs and over and he what, what it, it it was the under by two points or something it was like a point and a half yeah but that's the, the, the 49ers offense is not, not as good as this offense, if that means anything. I mean, it was 53 and a half last year. He's probably out of It know. was 53 and a half. Um, and it was 30 and, 20, right? Yeah. It's 53 and a half. The other reason I'm thinking about it that way is just because I don't, I don't see this game being a blowout in one way or another. So my guess is I feel like there's just going to be constant scoring. Yeah. I don't think there's going to be any any drives that are going to like stall out on them just like running the ball a couple of times just trying to waste clock. I feel like it's going to be a pretty constant up and down the field kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't really thought too much about the uh, the point total in this one. Um, I, I do have a good uh, player player one though that I was thinking of. For okay. the, something telling me, I think Cameron Breit's getting in that end zone. I think he is. Cameron Braid touchdown. Okay. Well, I like Clyde. I like Clyde anytime touchdown score. I said that earlier. So everyone should be on the lookout for that. But let me check what Cameron Braid's anytime touchdown is. It just feels right. I don't know. Gotta be like. It's not that. It's not. It's not as high as you'd think. I'm sure it's like, not that high because he, he ends plus, up being in zone targets. Plus but. 800. No, it's plus 250 only. Really? All right, I'm not taking that. <laughs> I, I, I don't like the value there. Never mind. That. <laughs> I, I just assumed his odds were a lot, a little bit, a little bit worse than that. But I, uh, if you're interested in Darwin Thompson, that's 2100. So, not, but thank you. I'm, I'm not interested in in Darwin. Ricky Seals Jones, 1800. I didn't even realize he was on the Chiefs. Good news to me. Whoa. What's the lowest? Him? Is he the lowest? Uh. Tanner Hudson. Mm. Don't know who that is. Don't know what team he's on. And it's 2,400. 
Okay. <laughs> so, I don't even know if Ricky Stills Jones has had a, has a reception this year, but why is he eighteen hundred? That seems like free money for the sports books. Yeah, hey, I mean, I, I no one's doing that, so I don't I know don't, how much free money that is. <laughs> maybe I don't know. I like if, the cam- camera break thing. Off, uh, yeah. Maybe camera rate will score. So uh, I really do. All right, Shrev has a gut feeling on that one. Uh, Jack, do you have anything that you like that stands out? Um, that we haven't said already. I wrote down the win margin of Chiefs to win from one to ten by one to ten points at plus one seventy five because I do think the Chiefs will win, and I do think it will be between one to ten. So that's why I would do that. That, that makes um, sense. I mean, I also have over 56 and a half, which we said. Also, I mean, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, just bet Mahomes MVP because they're going to give it to him. Um, yeah, if Damian Hunt didn't win it last year, then. Right. And same thing for if you think the Bucks are going to win, just bet, just do Tom Brady because if James White didn't win it, then in yeah. that Super Bowl, then, you know. Um, yeah. What was I going to say? Uh, I mean, it, I wrote down. I mean, I know. I don't even want to say it. I'll say it. But the uh, uh, just another Chiefs MVP that I would possibly entertain is Travis Kelsey because he's plus fifteen hundred. Um, that's really. I awful. mean, I know, but because like it's even tough, if, it's so tough though because like basically like if if Kelsey plays well enough to win MVP, then most likely Mahomes played well well enough to beat him out. Yeah. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> um. Can I release the uh, Hogline Sportsbooks? Uh, what what some wa- what wagers they have available? We have available on that. Okay, go ahead. Um, so my first one is: Will we see an Antonio Brown slash Le'Veon side by side? Um, I have a yes at plus two fifty, no at minus one ten one twenty. What are you betting on? About them enough to to put a graphic up there. Especially Bell, like I mean, yeah. Are you, you saying, take... are you saying like two cameras or like them standing next to each other? Like a graphic? No, not saying that. No, like, like just like they'll show like a, a split screen camera of like, oh, like, like Antonio one... Brown and Bell. Oh, like, yeah. oh, these guys used to like play together. Side, like on the sideline, yeah. One of those. Yes, at plus two fifty. No, at minus one twenty. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna no. go with yes. It's no, 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 no. Immediately, I'm going to change it to no. I just think there's so many things. Yeah. So many things That's like the last on their mind. They're not going to care about Le'Veon. They're not. I think they're going to have that in their back pocket. If it's just by the off chance the game's a blowout and they need something to talk about, they'll just throw that in there at the end, like the fourth quarter if it is a blowout. Right. Okay. I'm going to, but I mean, I'm going to go with no, just because I feel like there are so many things that could possibly be said, like, I don't know. I just feel like they won't have time to say that. So two no's at minus 120. Yeah, right. I think. Okay. Um, over under Tony Romo gyms. Oh. I have it at seven and a half. That seems like a lot. And not, no, 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 no. Not just him going like, oh, Jim. Anytime he says Jim. I think it's over. I think it's got to be over. I'm going to go with under. I feel like that's a lot. Maybe maybe he just says it a lot. I don't know, and I don't. I mean, I, I, I clearly he does say it a lot, but I just feel like I feel like especially especially in the Super Bowl, I feel like the, the, there's there's going to be so many moments where it's very applicable for him to say Jim, and I think he's gonna and I think he's gonna take advantage of that. I really do. 
Okay. Seven and a half. So Mitchell's taking the under, Chef's taking the over. I'm going to be glued to my TV listening to that now. I want, yeah, we should keep a tally. <laughs> and then. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with under. Sorry. The final, the final wager that Hogline Sportsbook has for the Super Bowl. Um, before I say it, who is my favorite um, famous person? I don't know. That could be anyone. Wait, say it one more time. Who's, who's your favorite who's, famous person? Your favorite famous person? Yeah, who's my favorite favorite celebrity? No. Within the past couple months. Not no. Noah Beck. That's a good guess, though. Oh, That's a very oh, good guess. Uh, uh, Ryan Garcia. No, you're closer with Noah Beck. I'm just going to say it. Does CBS show Jackson Mahomes on the broadcast? <laughs> I have a yes at plus 600, no at minus 350. There's no chance they, they won't show him. They don't, they, I don't know. If I don't know. CBS doesn't care enough about him. If anyone, if anyone bet yes for that, that is free money. Yeah, I'm betting There's yes. No I'm gonna bet yes then. What, no if, they show. what if they pan up to the Mahomes bro- the Mahomes press box? Nah, no, 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 no. I don't think they will. I'll take it at plus six hundred. Okay. <laughs> I feel like they often talk like pan up to the quarterbacks oh, family. You should have done an over under on on the amount of TikToks you would post during the game. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I, I there's no way 600 that should be higher. I don't, I don't, I don't I'm taking the yes at plus 600. You I guys are taking the no at minus 350. Yes, I've never seen them do that before, so it seems like it. it, it seems but like the thing can... is, thinking about it from a business perspective, there's a lot of eyes on this game that wouldn't typically be on this game, yeah, yeah, yeah like so on a football Jackson game. Mahomes, Jack, it, it, the Jackson Mahomes market is going to be watching and they're going to want to see Jackson Mahomes. The classic Jackson Mahomes market. Yeah. They don't have time. You, you know that sector. <laughs> I do know that demographic for sure. I just <laughs> that demographic those people aren't usually watching football but they're going to be watching this game cuz the Super Bowl and everyone watches Super Bowl. They're going to watch they're going to want to see Jackson Mahomes and CBS is going to appeal to that fan base cuz maybe then that they'll draw in more future fans because they show Jackson Mahomes oh, on the broadcast. Really, kids want to see Jackson Mahomes more at football games. That's not I don't know if they're going to be <laughs> I think oh, Jack, I, I'm I, a part of that demographic. I think, I think the only way that this happens is if the scenario you said with the Antonio Brown Le'Veon thing is if it's complete blowout and they have absolutely no content to show. I'll just go up to him up there, I guess. I don't know. Right. And this, <laughs> this would have to be like I'm talking like 30 point blowout where there's literally nothing to talk about. Hey, this wait a second. Le'Veon thing could be like a 15 point margin. This is like. 30 yeah, it plus would wider. It would have to be wider. Right? But think about this though. What if they win and Mahomes wins MVP and the family is down is the family's usually down there? Maybe with pro- COVID protocols, the family is not allowed. Oh man. But it, in a normal year, the family's usually around. Correct. With the hosting of the trophy. All I know is I personally I'm taking yes. Yeah, I'm actually confidently I, taking yes now at plus six hundred. All right, fine. I, I personally don't need to see Jackson Mahomes on my screen, and I also don't need to see Patrick Mahomes's kind of annoying wife. That's the other that's the other part of it that I really all right. So so if Cameron Braid scores a touchdown, everyone go congratulate Shreff. If Jackson Mahomes is shown on the TV, everyone go congratulate Jack. No, everyone get mad at Jack. The fact that this is the fact that <laughs> for the <laughs> All right. I, so, I kind of hope it happens now. If, <laughs> thank you for that, uh Jack, for creating those that that was fun. Uh we'll see what happens there. Um I just have a couple. I just want to share some of my parlays, and then I'll share some of my wacky ones that I have found as oh. well. Um, I have 
for least favorite, I didn't really know what to put. I found this pretty hard because I liked a lot of things, but I had I didn't really like Darrell Williams over 29.5 rushing yards. Um, we kind of said earlier how the Chiefs don't really need to establish the run. I think Clyde, maybe it's my bias showing, but Clyde's healthier now. I feel like he could be more integrated into the game plan. And I know 29 and a half isn't too high of a number, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe they won't run either at all or they they'll just give Clyde some of that work so I went with that for my least favorite uh, my confident parlay is Kelsey over 90 receiving yards that's altered Tyreek over 80 receiving yards that's also altered and Chiefs money line that gives you a $10 bet uh, you win $31 so um that's my confident one. I think that that, that has a really okay. good... I like that one too, actually. And then my, my more of a long shot one is Kelsey over 98.5, Tyreek over 92.5, Clyde touchdown, Kelsey touchdown, Mahomes over 30, 329.5, and Chiefs minus three. I know that's a lot of things, but that's 10 to win 297. But I, I could see all that happening. Well, I was going to say, the good thing about that bet is that, like, as, as long as the Chiefs play up to the standard that we're expecting them to all those things could very easily come true yeah the only the only thing that's a little bit of a stretch is will Clyde get in the end zone I think he only yeah. had six yeah. touchdowns on the year so that's yeah. a little if bit to, if they get down to the goal line you never know what they do yeah so we'll see um that's that's more of a long shot though I, I think I actually might play the more the confident one if you took out that the the Clyde part of that how, how much do the how much does the does the payout change uh, let me, let me, I'll check it real quick, but I bet it drops to like 200. Yeah. It's got to add a lot. Cause if you took that one out, I think it's a, it, it's a, it's actually almost a kind of safe bet. Um, well, if you guys have anything you can say, I'm going to, I'm going to check real quick. You got any, you got any phone one Jax? I feel like you're, I feel like you're normally known for your, for your wacky parlays. I don't, but I'm just looking down at my notes and I wrote, Patrick Mahomes to win MPV, not MVP. So I'm pretty dumb. Well, he can win the Nickelodeon award. That's true. Yeah. Apparently, unless I'm doing this incorrectly, it says it goes down to 106. So it, it brings. Whoa. It- <laughs> so, that's, uh, so the Clyde touchdown is definitely the uh, the fact of the it's a, like a $200 touchdown. Right. Yeah. Understanding. So, yeah, I don't know. You you got to get a little bold in there. You can't play it all. For sure. Right. All right, you guys. Are you guys ready for some wacky ones that I found? Yeah. Yeah. How wacky are we? They're not that wacky, but. Yeah. What I, are these I, Jackson Mahomes odds? Yeah. <laughs> so, this is this is interesting. So, which coordinator will be shown first? Eric Bieniemy, Steve Spagnuolo, Byron Leftwich, or Todd Bowles? And they're all pretty even odds. It's like plus really. One, plus one fifty, plus two hundred, plus two fifty, plus two fifty. I think it'll be. I'm fun. gonna. I'm gonna take Bieniemy because. I mean, he's just been his name's been most in the uh, media cycle recently. Yeah, I, I think that. I mean, there. I think there's a reason why he's the favorite, just because you know, head coach searching. So yeah, you know, they're all filled by now. But who are you taking? I'm taking Todd. I, I think I'm gonna show Todd first. The the, the only thing with 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 the enemy that makes me a little hesitant on that is just because normally they like because I feel like they they always tend to show Reed when they show their their coaching sideline. True. Like in general, 
So I, I, I feel like I could see them showing Reed and maybe maybe going to Bienemy a little bit later, but I feel like Bowles is someone who they might show a little earlier on. Okay. I, I have I have absolutely zero logic behind that. That's just that's just where my head's at at the moment. I mean, I feel like you might as well do it. I mean, he's at plus 250, so I feel like it's pretty random, so you might as well just choose yeah. the one that has the, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the longest shot odds. But also Todd Bowles' son, uh, committed to Rutgers just wanted to put that that's fun so Todd Bowles Todd Bowles Jr. is headed to uh Piscataway maybe Todd are these on Rutgers who knows are these on odd shark you said that yeah odd shark uh .com so yeah I don't know where you place these also here's another one what year will be said first 2020 or 2021 2020 <laughs> why why is this even a thing 2020 will I, I think it'll have to be 2020 first because it, if they're going to like announce like an official title, it's going to have to be like the 2020-2021 NFL season. They're both at minus 120. <laughs> that is that is just, I mean, you know, I don't like to use this word too often, but that's a, but that's a stupid bet. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, here's another one. Will any player propose to his girlfriend on the field after the game. Yes, plus 525. No, minus 950. <laughs> <laughs> what? Last time that's happened. I don't I don't know. I, in order to make that bet, I would have to do some big time digging into their relationship. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Like I, like, like I don't know enough about their love life to know if anyone's on the brink of like being in the position to propose. <laughs> that, that would require some extensive research and if you go with yes i mean it's plus 525 so no you're only making like 50 bucks if you put that. maybe hey who knows maybe, maybe like antonio brown will propose to one of his like seven baby mamas i don't know wouldn't put it past him especially if he has those 200 yards we're talking about Ooh, he's gonna be on he'll be on cloud nine he'll be he'll just be doing anything <laughs> all right uh so I'm a big weekend fan. He's performing the Super Bowl halftime show. So I was I was excited to um to see him be listed as the performer. So I'm excited to watch that. Yeah. Uh, and so the what will be the first song played during the Super Bowl halftime show? There's a lot listed here, um, but I have a strong opinion on this. I think is Blinding Lights the favorite? No. So I think there's no way Blinding Lights is the first song played. I yeah. think that's definitely more of a last song kind of thing. And either in the middle or the end, I think. So, and right now Blinding Lights is the second favorite to be played first at plus 400. Starboy is plus uh, 350 for first. Fade I, Blinding Lights. Big, big fade. fade on Blinding Lights for first song. I just think there's no way that's going to be the I first actually, song played. I actually have a bold take on what I think it's going to be. I'm thinking about it now. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing him coming up out of like the, you know, getting lifted up. And I open up that mouth and then he's going to sing, he's going to sing Can't Feel My Face, 100%. So that's the third song, plus 425. Okay. What was the first one? Starboy is number one at, at plus 350. Um, I like Can't, I, I can't Feel My Face. I like that one. I it like just, that call. I'm listening to the song in my head and it, it feels like it would flow well in, in, in the beginning of that performance. He comes out and it, it's, it's just high energy from the jump. He's feeling it. Everyone's feeling it. I don't know. It just, it, it feels right. Can you give me the odds on Earned It? <laughs> not listed oh he, he better perform to <laughs> don't think that don't think that's quite the family friendly song 
it, I guess it was in Fifty Shades of Grey. I think that, I think that's where the song originated from. Actually. I think they need to consider the Jackson Mahomes TikTok market for that. So, what if, what if they had him out there doing dances? I I, I mean, TikTok, a lot of the weekend songs aren't really. Uh... <laughs> I'm just picturing him in the weekend on stage. It's going to be dancing up there. What a dynamic duo that is. Wow, that, that would knock out uh, two bets in one. That would knock out seven. That would be electric. Like, I, they really should have, like, considered that. Because you know how many people will be talking about that? That would be, that'd be uh, unreal. You would get, you would get cooked, though. You'd... <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think the weekend would go for that. So, no, to, to counter to counter what we said, what will be the last song played at the Super Bowl halftime show? Blinding Lights is minus two forty. I think that's a strong play. I think it is too. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's either it's either in the middle or the end, but definitely not the first song. I I really I would be shocked. Um, yeah, right. And so the last one I have, which is probably the most ridiculous one, which I'll end here. Because we could have a whole show dedicated to this because this there's just so many things, really, that you could think of. But what will happen to the price of Bitcoin during the Super Bowl? Go up or go down? Go up is minus 150 and go down is plus 110. I don't know if you guys have a strong opinion on that one. I mean, I'm not in the cryptocurrency I'm market. Like, I, don't, I don't really know about uh, its tendencies. <laughs> um, but, if you're, I, mean, I think my, my, my full opinion on that is, is if you're, if you're choosing to put money on that bet, I think you have, you have some, some issues that maybe need to be worked out. I don't know. You have too much yeah. money, which you should probably donate it, or you have a severe gambling problem. Yeah. One of the two, or and neither option is good. So like, you know what? I think maybe it could be a smart bet if someone's like knows everything about Bitcoin has been following Bitcoin stock for like, like. At every hour of their whole of, of since they've owned it but man i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i saw that one i'm like that is probably the most ridiculous one i could find <laughs> all right well that that was fun uh, jackson mahomes dancing to the weekend that's that's funny i, I did not think we were gonna did not think that was gonna come up on the show today when i was preparing for this episode yeah that image is gonna be in in my head more more times than it should be so all right uh so what food are you guys gonna have during the super bowl oh we haven't actually have we made a full plan jack yeah yours not a part of the plan yeah all right that's fine as long as i'm eating it but what so i mean you you take the floor then i'm hearing um that. so i don't know i think this is interesting i always like to hear what people are eating for the big it varies it varies group to group you're all over the place so we're most likely gonna get a little a little pizza um and i'm going to make some buffalo chicken dip as i do um also we're ordering wings from big shot bobs is that where we got them from last time i forget yeah and i wasn't here oh and then uh the main attraction is uh a queso fountain just we have to be careful about uh yeah i recently purchased a, a fountain used for chocolate or cheese and i used it with chocolate the other night and me and temp had a malfunction and it sprayed everywhere so but we're gonna we're gonna put our famous queso in it this time and hopefully hopefully no sprays no malfunctions yeah that sounds great that sounds like good yeah stuff. uh over here 
you know, we're probably going to have some typical stuff like mozzarella sticks. And last year we had pigs in the blanket for an appetizer. Big fan of them. That's actually pretty pop. I've, I've, I've never really done that, but I've heard that that's a pretty popular choice of snack for Super Bowls. But I can't say that I've ever. Like, I love them. I think they're so. I, I do, I like I do them. too. I can't love say that they're a Super Bowl staple for me, but I, they are very good. Right. So I think, we'll, we'll, I mean, if we're not, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask if we could, you know, I might pick some up from the store or something. I don't know. I think that's a, that's a cool one. Candle, but I like that. Uh, my mom is making some white chicken chili. I don't know if you, if you're familiar with that, but it's just, yeah. it's like cream cheese and like chicken, but in a chili style thing, you kind of have to, you know, it. see it to, to know what I'm talking about. But That's a perfect food choice for the, for the season. It's a perfect choice. Right. And also, if anyone is in the, the Warrington, Horsham kind of area, you got to look at uh, McGurk's and order some wings from there. Um, fantastic wings. They're probably my favorite ones. I, I like the Asian sesame. Um, it's, it's, it's really, really good. So I would recommend if anyone's in the area and you're listening, I think you should, um, should go over there for, for the, to the game on Sunday. Not a, not a sponsor. I just, it's a genuine uh, testament to their wings. So. And what are they called? McGurks? That's the name of the place. McGurks. That's one of the better, that's one of the better names I've heard for an establishment, I think. Yeah. They're fantastic wings. Also, I want to say uh, for Shref, what, what are, what are, what's better flats or drumsticks? Flats, not even close. Thank you. You can stay. It's not even. It's not even close. Jack doesn't. It, Jack doesn't agree, and he's. Passionate. It's not even close. Of course, in the of course Jack doesn't agree. What? <laughs> that's the least surprising thing ever to say that Jack doesn't agree. Why do you want to deal with two bones? For me, I I like the 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 meat. To me, is better from the nope. flat. Nope, it's that's not. When, I, when, when I'm biting into a drumstick, it almost feels I'm like biting into like some meat, but then I'm scared. Like there's like but like some bones. It's like all I don't know. I don't you can't like, can't live in your fears. No, I'm not living in my fears. I'm just telling you what I prefer. And like, I, I mean, I've been eating wings for, for as long as I can remember. I mean, and, and it, it, it's always been flats from day one. He's a wing savant. He knows what he's talking about. Of course. I, yeah. If there's one thing I know what to talk about, it, it's the debate between flats and drums. I, I, I'm digging my heels on that one. It's got to be flats all day. I'm so glad you said this. I feel like it's a pretty easy answer, personally. But Yeah, the, 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 that conversation went great. So I'm glad you, you settled the debate for us here. Because we... Yeah. We, we, we've gone back and forth in this, Jack and I, for, for years. So I'm glad that we have another sane person yeah. on the podcast. So. The only good thing about the only good thing about flats being like a more popular answer is that if I'm splitting wings with someone, it's, it's a very uh, I can agree with that. I guess divide. Should, yeah, Jack, we should just honestly like I don't know. I feel like I always get so like heated when we talk about this, but it's it's ultimately a good thing just because right you can take you being brothers i think that that's almost like the best situation you could be in i think right and my my girlfriend's like she wants she wants in on some of these wings i keep talking up for the super bowl <laughs> she also agrees that flats are better so i'm like oh so you're okay. screwed so yeah I, I don't know i mean it probably i mean i would have just like said what are you thinking why do you like drums better but i i, I should have you know Ultimately, that is a good thing because we could just. You think them. you think there would be a possibility of when you call and like place your order? Do you think you could be like, hey, in terms of like the uh, the ratio, I need a little bit more more flats than drums. Do you think that's feasible? Um, I could try. I don't want to be difficult. I'm sure they're going to be busy. I, don't be, I, I wouldn't want to be difficult either, but I'm wondering. I'm wondering if that would be a possibility. That yeah, that'd be close. Say, say you'll take your business elsewhere if they don't give you all flat. <laughs> that'd be something i don't i don't know i don't i don't want to be a jerk but yeah i do want my flats so we'll um 
we'll see about that. Um, all right, that's awesome. So I think to close up the show, it's time for the surprise segment. So yeah. we're all we're all waiting. I hope it doesn't let us down. I think it. it I don't know. <laughs> no, our surprise yeah. segment. It didn't really come much of a surprise. It's something that we often do on Hogline. What do we often do on Hogline, especially when stress around? What do we do on Hogline when I'm around? You're asking some very like vague questions, like who's my favorite famous person? What do we usually do on a podcast? We do a lot of things. All right. Well, I have some uh, Super Bowl trivia, and you guys are going to face off against each other. Oh wow! Okay. I'm not. In, I'm, I'm not in my trivia mind right now. This is the. Well, these, get in the mind. You got to get really me for a loop here. All right. I guess. Uh, we have to pull the chat up then. What, what do we have to do here? Yeah. Well, how, how many questions do you have? I got six. What if you did? What if we did like penalty shootout? Like we answer one at a time, like three each, and just whoever answers more right. And then the other one can steal if they get it wrong. Okay. No, I'm ready for a competition. I don't know about you. Yeah. I was it. Okay. I don't know my brain's moving fast enough to be like worrying about battling you plus knowing the answer. That's my problem. But we'll, we'll go Doesn't for matter. it. As ready as I will be, I guess. All right. So wait, so we, are we doing chat? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. Do the raise okay. hand function. Okay. Uh, where is that? Because I'm on my phone. So like, I, I can't, I don't have the chat up on the screen. Mine's just going to be the... Wait, where, where, how do you raise your hand in here? Yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't know why I'm blanking on this. Jack, do you know? Oh, I found I it. Just, okay, can you see it, Trevor? No. No, you're going to have to show me. I, I can't. I'm on my phone. Just use the chat, whatever. Can you go no, to the, Shref, go to reactions? Yeah. Oh, reactions. Did and just I give just like have... a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Okay, I'll do that then. We got it. Yeah, Mitchell, do, do a thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Cool. All right. Um, Wait, how do I get it off? <laughs> no, it'll just fade off. It'll just go off. All right, are you ready? Well, mine's already raised. I'm, I don't know how to... It'll go away. I don't well, know. Oh, there we go. It's gone. Okay, right. here we go. All right, we're ready. Um, ooh, what should I start with? I don't know. All right, here we go. Um, in Super Bowl XII, the Cowboys won their second Super Bowl. Hooray. Uh, defeating the Broncos 27 to 10. This was the only Super Bowl with two players who were named the game's MVP. Defensive end Harvey Martin and which other defensive player? Hmm. Super Bowl 12. Mitchell. Chuck Howley. No, that is incorrect. Dang it. And, and, and what year did, what, what number was this? Super Bowl 12, the Dallas Cowboys defeated the Denver Broncos 27-10. to 10. I mean, at that, at that time, who would have even been around that I know? It's going to be a name we know. That's the problem, but I'm really trying to think. Mitch, know. Is already at, Mitch is already at minus one, so if you want to abstain, you, well, you, you, you'll I'll be in the lead. I'll definitely abstain because I have no clue. All right. The answer is Randy White. Mm. Um. Chuck Howley is the only player from the oppose from the losing team to win Super Bowl, but the Broncos, the Cowboys defeated the Broncos in the Super Bowl. I'm sure he felt really good about that. Yeah. Award afterwards. Right. It probably made up for the loss. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Cool. Next question we have here. Um, okay. 
Which current Cleveland Browns player won Super Bowl MVP within the past 10 years? Oh, boy. What the heck? Oh, my gosh. This is tough. Well, who's, like, their oh. – I'm trying to think who, like, their backup quarterback is. Five, four, three. I think I have a guess. Two. I have one. I have a guess too. Oh, chef guess. I'm gonna go. I don't think it's gonna be a quarterback. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go really random. I'm gonna go Malcolm Smith. Malcolm Smith is correct. I was gonna guess Malcolm Smith. I'm so mad that I. He, he was the only. He was the only non like. He was the only defensive player that I could think of who's won it. Yes. I should. I, I had no clue where he was, so I just I went for it. I was. Oh, I should have done it. <laughs> That's who I was gonna say. That was the only guess that made sense. I thought. Mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, we'll go this one next. Among active players, who holds the record for most touchdowns in a single Super Bowl? Mm. Hint: It was done in Super Bowl LI. This excludes quarterbacks, obviously. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I should have said that. Um, among active players who holds the record for most touchdowns in a single Super Bowl, hint it was done in Super Bowl LI, also known as 50. Single Super Bowl. Super Bowl LI, also known as Super Bowl 51. Okay, so I remember what Super Bowl 50 was. The year after that. I know. That's why I'm trying to I'm trying to use my my time, my my time frame here. The game was played in February of 2017. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Any guess? Mitchell. James White. James White is the correct yeah. answer at was three the, touchdowns. What year was that? Was that the um Falcons Patriots? 28 okay. to 3. Okay, yeah. I was I was really trying to think about I knew it was a Patriots year. I was just trying to remember who they played in that one. I knew yeah. who played right away. I was just at first, like I thought you were saying like in career, and I was going to say like Julian Edelman, but then that's single Super Bowl, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's why I went James White. Okay, so it's one nothing draft. I guess, yeah. Yeah, one nothing draft. Um. All right, we'll go this one. Which player holds the record for longest play in Super Bowl history? of 108 yards, doing so in the 2013 Super Bowl matchup between the Ravens and the 49ers, Mitchell. Jacoby Jones. Jacoby <laughs> Jones is correct. I used, to love, I used to love Jacoby Jones so much, man. <laughs> I, I, I was like 90% sure it was Jacoby Jones, but I just oh, want to be certain so. when you gave me the Super Bowl. So oh, I was so excited. I was so excited to answer Jacoby Jones. Oh. <laughs> All Would right. You have known that, Jack? What? Would you have known that? I wrote the question. I know if you didn't write the question. Um, yeah, I remember it. Right. Okay. One one, baby. We have two more questions or yeah, two more sure. questions. Two more questions. Okay. One one. Oh man, here we go. Um which quarterback has the most consecutive Super Bowl starts in NFL history? All time. Which quarterback has the most consecutive Super Bowl starts in NFL history? Mitchell. Jim Kelly. 
Jim Kelly is correct. I that was the only guy that came to my head, but I but I I didn't know if maybe he was like hurt for one of them because because that answer almost seemed too obvious. Yeah, because Frank Reich was was the he started yeah. in the playoff games that yeah. year, but yeah. maybe Kelly was back by then. And even three, I feel like might still be. Yeah, know. all four, all four. Okay, that answer felt too obvious, which is why I didn't say it. And now I feel like. <laughs> All right, so Mitchell's up one, two to one. You made the comeback big time. You have a bonus question if Shreff gets this one right. Um, in a draw. Just I mean, ask Mike, about, well, just well, ask well, about we, 20, you can just ask about 2010 fantasy running backs again. True. <laughs> uh, all right, last question. Who holds the record for longest reception in Super Bowl history for catching an 85-yard pass in Super Bowl 38? Played in February of 2004. And I'll give a hint. I said February of 2004. So think of the teams that were playing and think of 2004 wide receivers. I'll read it again. Who holds the record for longest reception in Super Bowl history for catching an 85-yard pass in Super Bowl 38? Played in February of 04. Hint. Think of the teams playing and 04 wide receivers. Mitchell. Steve Smith. Steve Smith is incorrect. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Trust you. If I get this, I win because he loses yep. the point. Right. In 2004. Oh, no. Super Bowl 38. I was getting too cocky. I should have just said. You're telling me, and you said to think of receivers at that time. Think of the teams we're playing if you don't, if you don't have that already. And mm-hmm. just think of 2004 wide receivers. I don't know if I know who played in the game. That's well. If you said, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Clock, I don't know clock. for this. Do you have a guess? I don't know. I feel like I have to. Well, no, no, I can't guess because I want to be tied. <laughs> All right, he's going. Wait, hold on, Jack. Thing. Jack, before you say the answer, can I can I say another one? It won't count you, though. Yeah. Is either Dion Branch or Moose and Muhammad? It's Moose and Muhammad. I knew it was Moose and Muhammad. I couldn't think of a single guy. <laughs> He's a legend. Yeah, it was Patriots Panthers. So I'm like, it's either Dion Branch, Steve Smith, or Moose and Muhammad. And I thought he right. was Muhammad. So I'm like, okay. You should have known with Jack it was it was gonna be him. Yeah. So now what? Yeah, I guess we, you'll have to face off at another yeah, time. Yeah, there we go. This is just setting us up for our next matchup then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was fun thank you for that that, that was a lot of fun segment jack yeah cool all right folks that concludes our super bowl preview show um looking forward to it uh, i think it's going to be a great game and uh we'll see what happens so thank you all for listening thank you shreff for coming on making your 12th appearance awesome. all right folks thanks for listening and we will See you.